Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About it. I'm your host, Jaden Ford, and we are back with another one, man. It's Tuesday, so you know it is time to talk about it. Last week, I started off on a thank you, and I just want to say thank you to everybody once again. I mean, if you're listening, I love you, and that's, that's just, if that's weird to you, I'm sorry, but I really do because I put a lot of time into this, and I try to make it as good as I can while also being full-time in school and having a job, so... Thank you guys for listening, and I really do this for my passion, and hopefully one day it will lead me to Pater. I think here on Let's Talk About It, we're going to start off with a few things every week, and I think that that number one thing is going to be the college football top 10. I think the top 25 is just too long. There will be honorable mentions for teams like Arkansas and teams of that nature, like Wisconsin, teams that are below that top 25 but are still, you know, honorable mentions. I don't know how other way to say it. But, you know, starting off with number one, we got Alabama. Alabama's Bryce Young is a great quarterback. He finally had a game where it was hard for him this week. He was 22 or 35, 240 yards, three touchdowns. He made it look easy, but he won a close game against, against the Florida Gators, 31-29. Emory Jones quarterback, who was, um, has, a, has a lot of upside, 18-28, 195 yards, one touchdown, and zero, zero interceptions. I will say to Emory Jones, he's, he's a pretty good He's a pretty good quarterback, guys. I think that he's one of those guys that might not be a quarterback at the next level, but he'll make plays for you. Um, I think that Alabama finally, finally, finally showed people that they can win these close games, and I think that they're the best team we got, man. <clears throat> they're the best team we got in the NCAA football league as we speak, and I think the only team competing with them is Georgia at number two. Georgia's number two, JT Daniels, a quarterback, new quarterback. I think it's his first year starting for them. I, 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 I said last week I didn't believe in him. I believe in him now. He went 23 for 31, 303 yards, three touchdowns, one interception over a big win over South Carolina Gamehawks, winning 40 to 13. Talking about the South Carolina Gamehawks, they have not been good, but they do put out a pretty good defense player every few so years. I mean, they started off with Jadavion Clowney, the defensive end out of South Carolina, who um, is still in the league somewhere. I'm not sure. Last time I checked, he was on the Titans or the Seahawks, one of the two. But. The good thing about that, last year they had a, the number one corner come out in the draft, J.C. Horn, um, cornerback out of South Carolina, great guy, great man to coverage guy, and uh, he'll lock you up, he'll lock up your best receiver. <clears throat> Coming in at number three, we got the Oregon Ducks and their quarterback, Anthony Brown Sr., who beat out a lot of guys. I think I missed out on a previous podcast. Anthony Brown beat out like six quarterbacks, guys. It, it's crazy. If you, go, you have to go look at Oregon's roster one time, you get, a, get some chance. They have any type of quarterback you're looking for. Tall, short, fast, strong arm, good legs, Lamar, Mahomes. I mean, they got it all. But Anthony Brown won that competition, and he is the reason the Ducks are number three, and they're winning. They had a big win over Stony Brook, a horrible organization of football that I've never heard of. And if you are a Stony Brook friend, please, 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 please reach out to me and let me know where they're from. I do not. never heard of Stony Brook. But I will say that scoring a touchdown in a game that you get paid for to come lose in, hey, you, you got to build off that somehow. If I'm their coach, I'm saying, hey, we played the Oregon Ducks, and these guys will be in the college football playoff, so let's just go build on and have a great year in our conference. And that's what the focus is. You want to win your conference and then think about the bigger picture later in December or November, wherever the case may be for you. Coming in number four, we got the Oklahoma Sooners. I'm Sooner born, Sooner bred. I'm a goddamn Sooner fan, man. I'll tell y'all what. These Sooners, they have a lot to fix, but there's something about this football team that tells me when the big game comes, they're going to surprise a lot of people. We just got to get a 50-yard player more. I heard this past weekend while I was at the game in Norman. Electric atmosphere, by the way. Nebraska fans were in effect 
Oh my lord, there was a lot of them. But back to what I was saying about the 50-yard play. I mean, if, if you're if you're a Sooner fan, you know those big plays to D.D. Westbrook, those big plays to Kenny Stills, those big plays to Marquise Brown were 50-plus yard bombs from Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, as well as Jalen Hurts. So we need that on our football team this year. And when we get that, I really think that's going to be the last hump we got to get over. Defense is playing strong. Defense is playing good. <clears throat> Offense could score a little bit more. And I think we'll be on the way to, to a national championship this year. And that's just my opinion. I think the Oklahoma Sooners can win a national championship if they turn around what they got going right now. That's me. You might think different. Coming in number five, we have the Iowa Hawkeyes. And their great quarterback is Spencer Petras. He went 25 or 36, 209 yards and one touchdown. And the honorable mention of the Iowa running back, Tyler Goodson, 22 carries, 153 yards and three touchdowns in the win over the Kent State, I want to say they are the um, Zips, Kent State Zips, 30-7, Iowa wins that one, um, Iowa's another great rugged team that's going to give you problems no matter where you do or where you go, but the problem is with Iowa, I don't think they can compete with those big teams like Georgia and Alabama because those athletes, and it really starts with the O-line, but even more importantly, the athletes are just better, you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things for, for teams like Iowa and Penn State, they're going to struggle. And Oklahoma, they're going to struggle when it comes up against these SEC O-linemen. But the good thing about the Big 12, we, we keep big O-linemen because that's what we're made of. Shout out to Creed Humphrey, Oklahoma native, and now playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, coming in number six, we got the Penn State Nittany Lions, man. Shout out to my friend Isaiah Jackson. Isaiah Jackson, he, he, he is a traveler, man. If you know him, you know he's been going everywhere this year. But I will say that he went to the whiteout game, a legendary game at Penn State this past weekend. And I will say that the attendance was 109,000 people, guys. And that's inside of the stadium, not outside. So that's just, I mean, that's a lot of people, man. I, I, I will sit here and tell you now that the Penn State Nittany Lions in that game against Auburn was very close. I actually had a lot of people tell me that. Bo Nix isn't the real deal. And we're going to get to his stats. Cause then I, and I have a couple things to say about Bo Nix. But we're going to get into that. The crazy thing about this whole situation is Sean Clifford, the Penn State Nittany Lions quarterback, had a day. 28 of 32. 280 passing yards. Two touchdowns. Only one interception. And the win over Auburn. An SEC team. 28 to 20. Now let's talk about Bo Nix. For those of you who do not know, Bo Nix is a popular Auburn quarterback who I think dad is a very, I think he's a very big part in why he's a starter, if I'm not mistaken. But nevertheless, Bo Nix went 21 for 37, 185 yards and zero touchdowns in a loss. So if you flip that and you give him Sean Clifford stats, I mean, Auburn's got to get a different football team. It's just Auburn's missing that leader at quarterback since Cam Newton. And they're going to miss that for a long time coming. Coming in number seven. We got the Texas A&M Aggies. Shout out to a family friend, Dryden Norwood, who plays for Texas A&M. He is a, he's a, uh, almost called him a rookie. He's a freshman DB over there at Texas A&M, playing under the legend Jimbo Fisher. And I hope everything's good over there. He is also the cousin of Trey Norwood, the corner, the cornerback extraordinaire from Oklahoma Sooners, who is now the quarterback cornerback, excuse me, extraordinaire for the Steelers over there, ran by Mike Toplin, one of my favorite coaches, man, I love him to death, okay, so yeah, Zach Cazalda, I think I'm saying that right, please correct me if I'm wrong, the quarterback for the Texas A&M Aggies went 19-33, 275 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and 34-0 win over the New Mexico Aggies, 
One thing about New Mexico, they're not that good, but it's a D1 team and they're better than Stony Brook. So beating anybody 34-0 is definitely, definitely, definitely impressive. Shout out to Texas A&M and a definite honorable mention to the legend C.J. Spiller from Clemson in the ACC. His little brother Isaiah Spiller had a day for the Texas A&M Aggies. He went 15 carries, 117 yards, and one touchdown. And I think that that guy, he's going to be in the league somewhere some someday for us. Coming in at number eight, we got the Desmond Ridden-led Cincinnati Bearcats. I love this team, man. If you listen to any of my previous podcasts, the Cincinnati Bearcats are the real deal, man. You got to look into this football team. They have been building something for the past three or four years that is finally coming out. And it's finally going to show a lot of people that, hey, don't play with Cincinnati over there. If anybody's been on social media, you've probably seen one of the two plays. Probably definitely the first play I'm about to say is the um, the interception from Oklahoma's defensive back on 4th and 18 against the Nebraska game. It was absolutely Odell-like. For people that don't know who, Od- who Odell is, Odell is a wide receiver for the um, Cleveland Browns in the NFL National Football League who used to play under Eli Manning and the uh, New York Giants who made a beautiful one-hand catch that really jump-started his career and made him who he is today. So he, um, that defensive back pulled to Odell. He grabbed it down, and, you know, we got the ball back, and we went ahead and won that game against Nebraska. But coming right back down to the other play I'm talking about is the um, Cincinnati Bearcats left tackle. I do not have his name up here, but I will say that <laughs> Desmond Ritten got strip-sacked about the first quarter, and the, 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 line, the lineman tried to pick it up and run with it. He got smacked. They fumbled the ball, and Indiana picked it up and scored a touchdown. Absolutely wild turn of events. But nevertheless, Cincinnati Bearcats, one of my favorite teams in the National, in not the National Football League, the NCAA won against Indiana 38-24 to in a good game. And I think that Cincinnati, they're going to have to start blowing people out. And which they, which they played pretty good, but they're going to have to start, like, in my opinion, they needed to beat them like 38-7 to just to give the college football playoff committee a little bit more juice to go off of. But I love Cincinnati, and I think we'll see them somewhere in a nice bowl this year. Coming in at number nine with the unimpressive Clemson Tigers led by Dabo Sweeney over there. In Clemson, South Carolina, I, I just don't I don't believe in this football team. I think this football team is bad on both sides of the ball, and I think that this football team should should finish undefeated, and then they're gonna get kicked in the behind by somebody who's way better than them because their um, their schedule is absolutely horrible. They lost to Georgia the first I want to say the first game of the season or second game of the season, and after that they have no one to play. Georgia Tech came out and gave them the Blues, and they still lost um, in a close game. Clemson. Clemson wins that game 14-8 over the um, Georgia Tech Hornets. Their quarterback over there at Georgia Tech had a pretty good game, dude. Especially for a, for people that don't know their football as well. Georgia Tech is a triple option offense, and their quarterback came out and threw the ball 34 times for 203 yards and zero touchdowns. I mean, they definitely ran the ball in to keep that to keep the game close. But, I mean, when, you, when you're on a triple option, you're throwing for that. It's absolutely ridiculous. And no disrespect to the Ohio State Buckeyes, another team I'm just simply not impressed with. They played uh, my hometown team, uh, the Tulsa Hurricanes, over there on Cherry Street, downtown Tulsa. Shout out to them. I got a few players over there. I know Shamari Brooks. Uh, I know another one over the name of, um, what is his name? Corbin Daniels. I, I apologize. If you're watching this, man, Corbin Daniels, you are my guy. Go Tulsa Hurricanes. Y'all played a great team this past weekend. And, yeah, it's had a few honorable mention stats, but let's start with C.J. Stroud, the guy that everyone's talking about. 15 to 25, 185 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Pretty good game, if you ask me. He could have threw for more yards if, you know, if I could change some things, but C.J. Stroud's growing. It's going to take him a few years, but I think that he'll turn out to be one of the best quarterbacks in this class. 
Um, Tulsa quarterback Davis Brandon came out of nowhere. 31 of 54, 428 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions in the loss. But, I mean, what, what really separates Ohio State from teams like Tulsa is their running back play. Listen to this right here. Ohio State running back Travion Henderson, 24 carries, 277 yards, and three touchdowns in the win. In the win over the Tulsa Hurricanes. That is a game right there. Oh, well, I did want to talk about Shamari Brooks. 10 carries, 30 yards. Tulsa native. Great football player. Came off, energy, came off an injury last year. He's trying to get his feet right back under him, man. He's trying to figure out what he can do and what he can't do. But I will say that Shamari Brooks is a league-bound running back, and I got my I got my bet on him, man. Shout out to him. Josh Johnson, a Tulsa Hurricanes wide receiver, had eight receptions, 149 yards, and one touchdown. Shout out to Little Rock, Arkansas. Man, I love me some Arkansas people. My my other side of family's from there, and I might as well be from Arkansas, man, if you ask me. Um, shout out to Little Rock. And they produce great athletes on basketball and football on both sides of the spectrum. Shout out to Little Rock. Uh, I want to roll right into the NFL. I will say the best game of the week, in my opinion, was last night. Ravens versus Chiefs. Lamar, Lamar Jackson is, is Madden. He is a Madden quarterback and when I tell you these numbers just listen to me 18 to 26 239 yards passing one touchdown two interceptions to Tyron Matthew in his first game back but he also had 100 yards on the on the ground and I want to say another touchdown shout out to him shout out to Marquise Brown shout out to um, Tylen Wallace and all the Oklahoma players who came from over there and had to step up because they're, they're missing a few players on that Ravens offense and defense and for them to come out to win against the uh, the Super Bowl champs of 2020 or 2019 the Kansas City Chiefs and beat Patrick Mahomes or quote-unquote Mahomes boy in a in a game that no one expected them to win is absolutely ridiculous if for those of you that don't know Patrick Mahomes is absolutely perfect in September has never lost. I don't even think throw an interception. And last night, all that changed because he threw for 200. I'll take that back. He threw for 343 yards, 31 attempts, three touchdowns, and one interception. And yes, that is September, so that streak ends. Shout out to the coaches on both sides of the ball, both sides of the team, both sides of the special because they, they had that game plan was absolutely crazy. The Ravens knew what they wanted to do. The Chiefs knew what they wanted to do. But more... More respect to the Ravens cornerback, Deshaun Elliott, who said that um, uh, we, ha- we had the clamps. In other words, we had Tyreek Hill figured out. He had four receptions and 20 yards, I want to say. Maybe less than 20 yards. So, shout out to that defense, especially if they're after they're being beat up. Shout out to them. Shout out to Harbaugh. At least one Harbaugh's doing good, man. The guy over there in Michigan, you got to do a little bit better. Let's roll on to my favorite team in the NFL National Football League, the Seahawks. Versus the Titans, man. My guy, Russell Wilson. I call him MVP Russ, man, because that's just what he is and that's just what he does. On a slight day, he had 22 for 31, 343 yards and two touchdowns, zero interceptions. On the other side of the ball, we're going to quickly flip to Bobby Wagner, who for the second time in his career has had 20 or more tackles and lost in a close game. Uh, That hurts. And we've already lost a guy like KJ Wright to the Raiders, and I don't want to lose another guy like him if we keep losing games like this. Bobby Wagner is too good to get 20 tackles and lose a football game. Back on the other side of the ball, DK Metcalf had a quiet game, but you know who had a huge game? Tyler Lockett, another Tulsa native. Shout out 918 and the Booker T. Washington Hornets, man. That guy is absolutely electric. And shout out Kansas State in the Big 12. 
But Tyler Lockett had eight receptions, 178 yards, and one touchdown in a huge fantasy piling point day. Actually, for the second week in a row. If you don't have Tyler Lockett, get him. And if you got him, keep him because he's going he's gonna to treat you right this year, man. He's going to treat you right. Let's go ahead and talk about Ryan Tannehill and these Titans. For those of you that don't know, last week they lost. And Julio Jones did not impress. Derrick Henry did not impress. Ryan Tannehill did not impress. But you know what happened this week? They impressed. And they also want to come back winning in my team, the Seattle Seahawks, in a game that ended on a freaking field goal. It absolutely hurts us, man. We lost by three, as in the Seahawks are we. But I'll say that we'll bounce back next week, and we're going to get, we'll have to go get a win, man, because our, our schedule is brutal, man. We're going to see the Rams twice. We're going to see the Cardinals twice. And I'm missing out the 49ers. We have a tough schedule, man. So all these wins were important at the beginning. But nevertheless, I believe in Pete Carroll. I believe in the system. And I believe in Tyler Lockett. And let's go get this championship, man. But speaking of Ryan Tannehill, he went for 27 of 40, 347 yards, zero touchdowns. But you don't got to throw a touchdown pass when your running back gets the ball 35 times, 182 yards, three touchdowns, and as well had six receptions for 55 yards on the dang catch. Derrick Henry is a absolute unit. And I watched the whole game. Ironically, he got all these stats in about 30 minutes, guys, because in the first half, I don't think he did that well. Moving on, Julio Jones, who had a horrible game last week, and also I don't think he, I don't think he um, had a good game in the first half as well. But he, he turned up in the second half, and that's really what that, that's really the problem with the NFL. And I said this today at the gym: the difference between college and the NFL. The game only starts in halftime for the NFL, and the game is usually over by halftime in college. It just depends if it's a close one or not. But I will say Julio Jones came out. He did his thing. He did not get on the get on the board today or yesterday. But he did have six receptions, 128 yards, and a win over the Seattle Seahawks. Oh man, this is something I I really been waiting to talk about, and I wanted to give it a few weeks to you know play out. But Zach Wilson struggles again. I saw this lady tweet who also is a Seahawks fan. Just ironically. She works for ESPN Network. But she said that the only good thing about this Jets game is that no one was watching because it was in the early window. That's horrible. And let's just read Zach Wilson from BYU. The second quarterback taken in the NFL draft last year went 19 of 33. 210 yards, zero touchdowns, guys. And wait for it. Four interceptions. Absolutely pathetic and... I feel bad for that that coach over there, Robert Sali. I want to say he is just he's he's a he's a guy full of energy, and I know he hates to lose, man. Especially coming from a good team like the 49ers. But let's talk about Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a real deal, guys. He took Cam Newton's spot, who was a legend, MVP, and a Super Bowl winner. I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. Mac Jones won the game over the Jets 28-6 while passing 22 for 30, 186 yards, and not a touchdown. But I will say he got the win, and that's what is important. Justin Fields and Joe Burrow were they were out there doing doing the best they could, man. I mean both their both those defenses are pretty brutal. And honestly, Joe Burrow, I mean, he's a little bit better. He came out and he threw 19 for 30, 207 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. But the Bears win that game 20 to 7 with the play mediocrely behind Justin Fields in his first start. Six of 13, 60 yards and one interception. Can't be that good, but I did see. I did not write this down, but Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney, the guy who dropped the. Uh, have you guys ever seen that viral TikTok of that trick play that the Bears ran, and then Darnell Mooney's wide open in the end zone against the Saints? 
and drops it. He's a guy that came out and had a good game for him and led him to the win. Six receptions, 66 yards, and I think a touchdown. So shout out to him. But like I said before, man, the NFL's in great hands. I do think Zach Wilson is a bust. I think he is. Can he turn it around and be good? Yes. Who is his ceiling? Ryan Tannehill. Who's the floor? Ryan Mallett. I mean, he's going to have to pick it in between because both those guys are very, 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 I guess you could say successful. I'm not sure, but Ryan Tannehill, he's a starter in the NFL, and Ryan Mallett, I don't think, I don't think he's that good, but he had a very strong arm. But if you saw that video of Zach Wilson at the BYU Indoor a couple months ago throwing that ball, if you're like me, you still weren't impressed because that's what you should be doing. But nevertheless, Zach Wilson, I hope you turned around, but as of right now, you are a bust and that's what i got today for let's talk about it thank you guys for tuning in i'm gonna try my best to be on here every tuesday and i think that's where we're gonna be but for the long for the longevity and for basketball games like i said in my last podcast it might switch because right now i like tuesdays because every game is in play the thursdays the saturdays and the sundays and the mondays so i like the tuesday to come here and talk about it and that's why it's called let's talk about it i'm your host Jaden ford and thank you so much for tuning in we'll be back next week 10 p.m tuesday thank you guys you have a good one